Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk directly to the Pool Pro. I'm going to go over some step-by-step tips and methods when you encounter a large wind event. And I know I've talked about other wind events before and some steps you can take, but one of the reasons why I'm recording this one is because we just had a major wind event in my area. I mean, the winds were probably going at 70 miles an hour at some point. Trees are down everywhere. It's just a disaster in my area. So as everything is fresh in my mind, I wanted to go over some key tips and maybe some new things that I picked up working this windstorm since it was the worst one that I've probably worked in a very long time. I think anything close to it maybe was 10 years ago, and I think this one was much worse than that one. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So this storm hit on a Friday night. The wind started picking up about 7 o'clock and they didn't subside until about 3 a.m. in the morning with sustained wind gusts of over 60 miles an hour. I'm sure they were higher than that. It felt like a hurricane. The wind was blowing in all different directions. Trees are down all over my neighborhood. About half the fences in my community have blown down. Now these fences are pretty old. They're like 17 years old. However, I mean, having all the neighbors losing their fences. My back fence actually fell slightly, but I have new fences on the other sides. So it's an event that is unheard of in my area. And it's one of those things where, of course, the pools are definitely wiped out. I think one of the first things is kind of getting your head adjusted to the fact that you're going to start the week with a major cleanup in mind. So you have to be prepared, of course, to start the week with this, you know, disaster ahead of you. And it's one of those things where it's, you know, man, you, you realize, realize that it's going to be a messy week. And you're kind of, of course, frustrated knowing that you're going to be out there a lot longer and there's going to be a lot more work. But one of the things that kind of helps ease that tension is having the right equipment. And ironically, I had just picked up a new Portavac from Advantage Manufacturing and I have their new T-bar mount that I put on my truck just that afternoon, which is kind of interesting and of course, I have the bottom feeder and Riptide already. And I made sure I charged the Riptide battery up. And of course, the bottom feeder battery, I made sure it was charged. So I already had the vacuum systems ready to go. And with the Portavac, it's just one icing on the cake, kind of speaking, because it picks up a lot of the dirt in the pool. So I don't have to use the system when I pick up the dirt after I got all the leaves out. A lot of the pools I have, or I should say all the pools I have, have automatic cleaners. And so once I get those running and clean the bottom... It was really no problem with the cleanup. It just is a time-consuming part of getting the surface done. So one thing that I've done with my customers, and this is something that you can do, and most of the customers will probably 
buy into this. And this is educating them on the process. So I have a service agreement where they know that it could be a three-week process. And I kind of outline that in the service agreement. And again, if you wanted a copy of this agreement, just simply email me at david at swimmingpoollearning.com and I'll shoot one over your way. It's in Word format so you can edit it and you can work out some more details to make it area-specific for yourself. Since I've had most of my customers for a long period of time and they've been through windstorms before and they know my routine that I spend no more than 25 minutes out there. And this is something that's hard to get your head around as a service professional. You're going to get to a pool. It's going to be wiped out. And you can only spend 25 minutes. Now, if you spend, if you have extra time to spend because maybe your pool previously had a cover on it, some of the pools on your route may have automatic covers. Some may not have been that bad because it's all cement and there's no trees around. And so you're just in and out of there in 10 minutes. If you have the extra time to add to a particular pool if you wanted to, you can definitely do that. But 25 minutes should be your limit because this is the time you're going to need to get through a full route, especially if the winds hit like they do here in the winter time or the fall season where we have daylight savings. So about 5.20, 5.30, it's pitch black out there and it's, it gets light around 6 in the morning. So if you start early enough, and that's another key tip, is starting really early in the morning. I started the crack of dawn. I usually start at the crack of dawn anyway, but for sure with the wind event, I'm up before I'm driving while it's still dark basically and getting to the account where I can barely see the water because I want to get a head start on everything but you're going to do the surface first and the customer should know that if they've seen your work before from a windstorm you're going to skim the surface get everything running if the automatic cleaner is on the side port and the bottom still has a lot of debris or if the automatic cleaner is in the skimmer I suggest disconnecting it and letting the skimmer just work with the cleaner off because it's not going to do any good on the bottom anyway and you just want the full skimming power to get the pool circulating. And then you'll come back on the next visit and get the leaves off the bottom. You may be able to get some leaves off with your leaf rake. You don't want to really break out the vacuum system unless you have the surface fairly clean. And the time limit is really set there for that. Because if you start doing the bottom, you're going to be there for 45 minutes. So mentally set that timer that you're going to get the surface cleaned. And then you may get some debris off the bottom with your leaf rake. And then you're going to just jet out of there and go to your next pool. You can't be there again for 45 minutes to an hour because you're never going to finish your route. And you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to be just totally beat at the end of the day if you're out there doing this kind of work and trying to get all the pools cleaned up. I know it's hard to leave a pool when it's not looking clean. It's one of those things that's ingrained in us that, hey, we have to leave the pool looking good. But you're going to have to just leave it and cut it go to the next pool there's just no way around it in most situations so i'll back up a little bit and since the customers know my routine of getting the surface clean and then working on the bottom a lot of the customers will skim the surface for you right after the windstorm knowing that you're going to take care of the bottom and speed up the cleaning and so if the surface is skimmed already then there's no problem using the vacuum system i just did a video with the wind event that hit here in my area of claremont california and you'll see a pool in that video as they blue vinyl pool and I'm vacuuming the bottom because the customer had skimmed the surface and there's a gigantic pile over by the equipment where he piles it up and that's where he wants me to put the debris by the way. I get a lot of people saying hey you can't dump debris on the property take it to a trash can. A lot of customers want you to put it in a certain area and then their landscape or a gardener will pick it up. Not a problem. A lot of customers are easygoing and of course you can of course take it to the trash can in some cases but when it's like this you got to pile it up somewhere. I just leave a pile somewhere for the landscaper to pick it up and you don't want to just be taking it to the trash can if it's far from the backyard. Too much work and taking it to the trash can cuts in the time you're spending back there anyway. 
So you want to do everything you can to speed things up. So back to that, the customer skims the surface, and I make sure each customer I have my route, and this is really important, I make sure that each customer on my route has a pole and a decent leaf rake. Now you don't have to have, you know, like the Red Baron or something fancy, nor does the pole have to be fancy. I just buy the cheapest telepole my supplier has, and then I buy the cheapest leaf rake and leave it there at my stop for the customer. And they use it in the summertime to kind of skim their pool when they're having a party. But in a situation like this, this is when having a leaf rake and a pole for your customer is essential. And I can tell you that they're going to skim the pool. In fact, one of the pools was a rental, and the renter, the tenant, skimmed the pool for me. I guess they felt bad about having all the leaves on top or didn't like how it looked. And they didn't even know my routine, but they skimmed the pool anyway because they had the leaf rake and net there. And so I guess they just put two and two together. Hey, there's a pole and a, and a leaf rake. I'll just go ahead and skim it which is a good thing. If your customers don't have a leaf rake and a skimmer, you're pretty much out of luck. You're not, they're not going to pitch in and help out. So having one at every stop and make a mental note to you know let the customer know that you're going to buy them a pole and a leaf rake. If they have an old pole that's no good, replace it with something good and let them know that you're going to have that there for them so that in the summertime they can skim the leaves or if the wind, it gets windy and maybe put this in your email or text to them. Say, oh, you know, if it's windy and you want to skim the pool, and if there's a wind event and you want me to clean the bottom because it's going to take me at least two or three weeks normally, you're welcome to skim it with the leaf rake and pole that I'm going to add to your invoice here for next month. And they're not super expensive to get a cheap leaf rake and a cheap pole. Again, they don't need anything fancy. They're just going to be getting leaves off the top of the pool and you'll take care of the bottom. But just kind of mentally prep them that, hey, you have this at your pool and kind of use it when you need to. And it really helps you out in your route. I can't tell you how happy I am when I get to my pools and I'm just having to do the bottom of the pool. It takes a lot of weight off of what I do and it makes it cleaning easier and faster. Now someone mentioned, you know, hey, do you charge extra for these wind events? And I guess you could. It's just one of those things that's really difficult to do unless everyone in the industry does it. And not everyone charges for the wind events. I really don't because I kind of have all the tools in place and I have my customers trained to help out when they can with again with the leaf rake and net at the stop so I don't charge extra because they're actually cleaning the pool in some ways for me I most most of the time I think I would say 80 percent of the customers now will skim the surface in some degree because they know that's the important factor getting all the stuff off the surface and they'll even clean out the skimmer basket in a lot of cases so train your customers that in a major wind event if they chip in and help out it's going to speed things up dramatically now you might get the customers that are like hey I want my pool clean, you know, I I pay you every month for this, and, and now when I have something like this happen, you don't clean my pool properly. Now, you get some people like that, and I like to give the analogy to them whenever I get a customer like that and say, hey, if your car has a major problem, you take it to the mechanic, are you going to stand there and say, hey, I need my car back in three hours, I got to get to work, I want you to fix it right now. You probably won't do that, and the mechanic will probably take two or three days. I mean, when I had my new engine put in my Nissan, it was there for over a week. I rented a Ford F-150, and I had that for a week. By the way, it's a great truck, the Ford F-150. I just think it's a little bit large to park in driveways. And I'm not used to a full-size truck. But back to that, I left my Nissan there for a week. And I, don't, I didn't expect them to have the new engine in the next day. Well, the same thing here. Just explain to the customers, you know, I'm sorry, sir. I have, you know, 14 pools to do. And they all look just like yours. And so if you look at the service agreement that you signed, it says that it could take up to three weeks. Well, I don't care how long it takes you. I want it done tomorrow. I want it done now. You know, it should be clean. I'm going to call someone else. And they may call someone else. That may happen. 
And more than likely, and I've mentioned this in the group, is that if they do call someone else, they're going to be just as if someone were to call you and say, hey, I have a pool that's really hit by the winds. Can you come and clean it? You're probably going to tell them, I can get to it maybe in a week or two. And that's kind of how it's going to be when they call someone else to take over and clean a pool that's messed up because everyone in that area is suffering as you're suffering. Maybe there's someone who's starting out with less pools and they may take the account, but that likely won't happen. And so the customer will be frustrated and they rarely will cancel because their pool's not dialed in after one week or after the normal service time. So rest assured that's not going to happen. You may get one or two people that are really tough to deal with, but if they want to pay for a service call for you to go back there and clean it, I have no problem discounting my normal service call. So I'll go back and clean the pool for $90. If it takes me an hour, that's not a problem and make them happy. But generally, I don't have the time to do that. And so I just tell them in the next next wind event, if you can help clean the surface, I'll definitely get the bottom cleaned up for you and leave it at that. You can't really do much with a customer like that. And you don't want to waste too much energy and time on one person who's dissatisfied because his pool was wrecked by the wind. So it goes back to educating your clients. And, you know, this is like an act of God. Your pool's not normally like this. And week to week, I can leave the pool clean. But at this point, I can't. And so refer to the service agreement that you sign, stating that it may take up to three weeks to get the pool back in shape. And kind of stick with that. Stick to your guns. Don't bend and do an extra service for someone for free. Because then they'll just take advantage of you in the future. Now, some of the equipment that I mentioned at the beginning that you should be prepared with is a vacuum system. You need to get one of these, even if you're in an area where you're not going to use it very often. Just having it in your arsenal will allow you to sleep a lot better the night before you have to go out there and clean the pools. It's going to make things a lot faster. I mean, if you have the Riptide or Bottom Feeder, I'll just give you an example. When I was out there, when I'm vacuuming a pool with either of these two vacuum systems, what normally would take me a good half an hour to leaf rake because everything gets moved around from one side to the other when you're when you're leaf raking the bottom of a pool takes about 10 minutes with this device, maybe less. And so you're really speeding up your time out there. And you can tackle a huge amount of pools with one of these versus a leaf rake on the bottom going back and forth. And I've got people that say, eh, I don't want to buy one of those things. It's $1,800 and there's nothing wrong with just getting the leaf rake and getting all the debris off the bottom. Well, suit yourself if you don't want to spend the money and invest on the better equipment. I just think it's worth every penny to have the vacuum system. And you'll find yourself using it a lot more often than not. Even if it's not a major wind event and the pools aren't trashed, you're going to pull out your vacuum system and just use it because it's much easier than using the system vac, the vacuum hose and the vacuum head. And so investing in a vacuum system is really crucial. If you don't have one now and you've been hit by the winds, you're really suffering. You need to get one and order one today. It's just something that's definitely worth it to have if you don't use it all the time again. It's like your insurance policy, basically. I mean, you pay auto insurance every year. You pay homeowner's insurance every year if you own a house. You don't use it, and you're spending, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a year on your auto insurance, and you never say, ah, I don't don't use it. I'm just going to go ahead and cancel the policy because I never use my insurance. Well, think of the vacuum system as an insurance policy against wind events, and you're going to pay for it. And the good thing about the vacuum system is it's a one-time deal not paying every year, you know, $1,000 or whatever, like insurance. But it is an insurance policy back there. Even if you store it in your backyard, you have that. And so if you have a wind event in California, in my area, the Santa Ana winds blow, at least you're going to have two or three major wind events, sometimes four or five. 
So it's one of those things where it's really essential to have. And besides that, you can pick up pools that you would normally pass on. Maybe they have more debris than you're used to and you'd be like, ah, I don't really want this pool because it's going to take me 30 minutes to leaf rake it out. If you have a vacuum system, you can take it with you, do that pool in about 10 minutes, and you can add that to your service account. So it gives you a lot more leverage out there. Besides just having an insurance against a wind event, it'll give you the ability to take on accounts that you normally would pass on, maybe special cleanups. Maybe that person that called you a week ago saying, hey, can you do my pool? You know, I don't have a pool service and it's really wasted. You can squeeze them in there with your vacuum system and clean that up and get in a few, a couple extra hundred dollars to help pay that vacuum system off, I guess, in a way. But it's definitely something that you want to invest in. I feel like after that, I should throw in a set of Ginsu knives. But, you know, regardless of how I sound as like a, you know, salesman for these guys, it's definitely something you need to get. I don't really care which one you buy. You can buy the bottom feeder, the Riptide, the Hammerhead, the Power Vac, whichever one you want to get doesn't make me any richer, doesn't do anything for me, but it's going to definitely enrich your ability to clean the pools and have a better night's sleep before the wind events. And so let me loop back around to the start, and then you're getting in your truck that morning, and you're driving out there, and there's large objects in the pool. Obviously, this is very common. I found barbecues. Umbrellas are extremely common to find in the pool. Gazebos are common sometimes to find lawn chairs, any kind of furniture is in there. The good thing about these objects is that they're very buoyant in the water. The only risk to you of getting hurt is when you're pulling it out of the pool and you're getting it out of the water. So let's say there's a barbecue in the pool with a propane tank on there, which has happened to me. You may want to get the homeowner's assistance in this. Getting it out of the pool, getting it up to the surface is easy. I just use my uh, my pole and a brush and I kind of hook it wherever I can. Sometimes I'll use my leaf rake if it's a different kind of object, but I'll kind of hook it and bring it to the surface. When you get it to the edge of the pool, this is when all the weight becomes evident. It's physics, basically. So doing it yourself, you can really get hurt. I suggest knocking on the door or maybe texting the homeowner saying, hey, your barbecue's in here. Is there any way you can help me? I mean, I've even gone as far as going to someone that was outside cleaning their car, and I said, hey, um, there's something in this pool here. Can you help me get it out? I just need a little hand. And they'll willingly come in. The neighbors are really friendly. They'll hop out another neighbor. And lifting stuff out by yourself can really hurt yourself. So try not to do the heavy stuff. And it's kind of deceiving. It looks like it's not going to be heavy because you're pulling it to the surface so easily. And these are quite heavy objects. So be careful. Don't hurt yourself. I think one of the guys in the group said there was a ping pong table in the pool, which would be crazy to get out by yourself. So remember that once you get to the surface, you're going to need help getting that item out. Don't be like Rambo out there and you can do everything you can't because you can get hurt. And I've definitely hurt myself slightly by pulling out large chairs that I thought were lighter than they were. So the wind can put a lot of stuff in the pool. It's pretty crazy. And this goes to educating your customers again about when there's a major wind event, anything large or that can blow into the pool should be moved away from the pool so it doesn't happen. So lawn chairs, anything by the pool, barbecues on wheels, anything can be pushed into the pool will be pushed into the pool by the wind, especially if it's 60 or 70 mile hour gusts like what happened here. Trees are going to fall everywhere. It's going to be one of those things where at least the optics of the windstorm are going to help you out because people are going to be like, wow, look how messed up everything is out here. I look at my pool, how messed up it is. So it's not going to be like just the pool is dirty and everything else is clean. So I think the optics of a big storm also helps you out in a way. Psychologically, it sets the customer up for the fact that this pool is going to take a long time to clean up. And if you have it clean in two weeks, 
I think the customer will be happy with that. Depend, you know, seeing how bad it was, if you can clean it up quickly. Again, if you have a service agreement that states what is entailed in a wind event, and also if you educate the customers to skim the surface, you're going to have a much better time out there during that week if you're doing 80 pools. And let's say half the customers skimmed them for you, it's going to really help you tremendously. And the last thing I'll touch on is, again, my mental timer. Actually, my actual timer, but it's a mental timer because you have to kind of stop yourself for 25 minutes. And adding time to that timer is essential sometimes. So if you get to a pool that looks really good, but it's, you know, kind of dirty in the bottom, as long as you get the automatic cleaner working, I've done this this week where, you know, when the wind hit, I get that cleaner working and it's cleaning the pool for me. I know that it's going to get the pool dialed in for me even though I should be manually vacuuming it because it's pretty dirty. But as long as I get all the larger leaves out of the bottom and I know it's going to work and clean the pool, I'll leave that pool and spend maybe 10 minutes there getting whatever's left on the surface because the customer usually will clean the surface like I mentioned. But I'll get all the larger stuff off the bottom, you know, things that the cleaner will get stuck on. And I'll just let that thing run and do its job for me. Rarely will it stop. Sometimes this happened where I, I did this and the next week the pool's still dirty because the cleaner didn't didn't do what I thought it was going to do. This may happen, but not usually. That's one of those oops things. You just tell the customer, oh, I thought the cleaner was going to finish it up for me. Sorry about that. And then you'll vacuum it. But usually when I get to a pool that looks like I can just do a 10-minute quick job on, I'll do that. And then I'll have 15 extra minutes and I can use that at a pool. Maybe if I wanted to spend an extra 10 minutes at one, so 35 minutes, I can do that. So you want to set it up that way. Of course, starting at 6 in the morning when the sun rises, and then working a few extra hours, of course, because normally you would spend 15 or 20 minutes at each pool, sometimes less. Now you're spending 25 minutes at every pool. So this is one of those things where kind of calculate your route and make sure you can finish. Because if you have four pools left over at 5 o'clock, it's really hard to move those to the next day when you have a full route still. So you have to really time it and get practiced at this. You know, if you if it's four o'clock and you have six pools left, you're really out of luck. You have to speed things up. And then the next day, you're going to realize your mistake. And so you'll rush through the next day and maybe get these pools taken care of. And it's a learning process. So kind of learn that timing of cleaning the pools and kind of stack that time so that, you know, you can add time to it if you need to, or you can subtract time from certain pools. Bottom line is, you can't be spending an hour at every pool. If you have 12 pools that day or 14 pools, that's 12 or 14 hours. And if you look at the daylight you have, you have a lot less than that. And you're going to wear yourself out. So pacing yourself is really important. Educating the customers is equally important. And not kind of being codependent and doing too much, feeling bad that you're leaving the pool dirty. You can't do anything about it. Just like, again, you take your car to the mechanic I'm sure the mechanic feels bad that you have to leave the car there for three or four days and rent a truck and spend money renting a truck, but there's nothing he can do about it, nothing you can do about it, and that's kind of how it is with the wind event. Everyone's hands are kind of tied. You can't spend extra time, the customer can't expect extra time, and you can't get the pool back in shape on one visit, and that's just the reality of it. So kind of take that to heart. Don't beat yourself up if customers call and complain or if you can't get the pool looking the way you want it to. It's just something that can't be done at that point. It is what it is, and that's kind of how wind events are. You have to live with the fact that the pools are toasted, wrecked, wasted, however you want to say it, and the customer has to live with that fact also. And just stick with your routine, stick with what you say in your agreement, and kind of try to do the best you can in the situation you're in, 
without overdoing it because that's what's really going to burn you out out there and make these things really wear you out. And so while you're out there working, if you want to listen to other podcasts, simply go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, click on the podcast icon. From there, you'll have a drop-down menu. You can also subscribe and get a daily podcast sent to you. I record these Monday through Friday, so you're always going to have something to listen to with my podcast show. And if you're looking to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.